I feel like that's such a weird thing to say, but like, I just want to like sleep for a week. Like I, the amount of times I say I would love a coma, like I would just love to be in a coma for like two weeks. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday. Welcome back for another episode. So I think that Taylor Swift is plotting to kill Joe Jonas. What? (laughs) (laughs) I, listen, listen. Like, because, okay. You know the movie John Tucker Must Die, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that's what she's doing with all of his ex-girlfriends. Like, after seeing, like, them all gathered in New York, like, Sophie, her, Gigi, Selena by association, even though she dated Nick. Or she's collecting their stories to write songs from their perspective. Hear me out. That could be a cool album. Or murder. It could go either way. We could have <laughs> albums or we could have death. <laughs> I like my version better. It's a little bit more spicy. It's, okay. We, we, we'll we take the spicy take. That's but, I mean, very speaking funny. Of, speaking of writing songs, though, you did just finish your album. I did. I finished recording, recording. the album. Yes. the As my husband says, and now the work begins. And I was like, yes, <laughs> you are correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I finished recording in Nashville. Um, it was a time for sure. Uh, I, I just, you know, I think, I don't think it's hit me yet that I, I like recorded seven songs that are going to be released next year at some point. And I don't think it will really hit me until I release them. Um, Because I feel like it's so interesting because I follow all of these like musicians who I really like and look up to um, who aren't like super huge by any means. But like one of the musicians is a huge songwriter for uh, it's Hannah Ellis and she writes for a ton of really big musicians and she's put out a bunch of songs, but she's just releasing her first album. And so you know, I know, I think she has a, I'm not exactly sure. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure she has the studio backing her or some sort of label or something. Um, and so it's very interesting to see like, and then I see my friend William Henson, who's releasing his second album. And so it's just very interesting that I'm like going to be a part of the club that has an album. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> it's just, um, I don't know. Live it's one shows, of those things. Live shows. Yes. Live it's shows, one of those things where I'm shows. like, it's something I've been talking about for years, and the fact that I'm, like, actually doing it is just, I'm really proud of myself. Um, and mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it it takes a lot of guts, you know, from experience, Emily, with your film. Like, it takes a lot of guts to put something that you love and create out into the world. And, you know, I, I know that once I release it, it's no longer mine. And I think that that is a really beautiful thing, and I'm very excited to just kind of go through the creative process. Cause I have a lot of really, really cool ideas, um, for content and, um, all of the things that go into creating an album release. So very excited. Um, 
very nervous, but I think that's how you grow. And it all circles to today's topic, but like, I feel like I've been very stagnant. So I think that this is Mm. going to be a really, Mm -hmm. really, really good thing for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and really push me outside of my comfort zone. Um, and push me to grow. Like I'm, like I'm already wanting to write more. And I think that was something that I realized this past weekend was that like, I feel, I feel my best when I'm creating and I need more opportunities to do that. But yeah, I, I do, I do have an inkling since my husband doesn't listen to the show because he's a loser, but I think <laughs> he might be getting me a PA system for Christmas. That's what I think, which is Wait, like, is that? so it's like, it's basically what people, um, use to, perform it's like a speaker where you plug in there's like um like a oh, plug in for like thinking like a PA system and like the speakers that they use to make the announcements in high school it's, ba- it's basically oh. similar to that oh, but you okay. like plug in a mic you can plug in like a guitar you know keyboard or whatever um but it's basically something that I would bring with me to play at places that don't already have a system to be able mm-hmm. to sing at so it would mm-hmm. open me up for for more opportunities to play wherever Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely on my list. Um, I'm going to start contacting some people, honestly, probably while our office is closed <laughs> for winter break, um, mm-hmm. just so I can sit down and kind of like make a list because you want to know what I remembered. Mm-hmm. These are things that I love music and mm-hmm. wine and wineries have live music, but I forgot that like a lot of wineries around town have live music and I love wine and music. So that could be like a place that I've not thought about singing, singing at, but I do think that I need to get over my fear. I think it's just cause I haven't performed in so long that I'm like, Ooh, what was that? How do I do that? It's again? like, if only it's you like, knew somebody know. who owned a venue and loved you and could fill that venue with people who also love you. It's, Oh, I know exactly hmm. who you're talking about. Really? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> okay. When I drop off some clothes, I'll, I will speak <laughs> to this person. <laughs> but, yeah. So, no, it was it was a really good weekend. Um, it, felt, it felt like I was working, though. Like, and I think that was a good thing because, you know, I don't want to, like, la-di-da my way through Nashville. Like, I, I want to be there for a purpose if I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We st- I am not a motel girl. That's all I got to say. <laughs> we, stayed, ending. we stayed at this place. Granted. We don't real, have to drop the name. It's her. Really cool for photo shoots. Really cool for music videos. I could see the vibe. I could see, you know. You could see the vision. I could see the vision. Not a great place to stay for multiple nights. So the bed, I will give them, the bed was very comfortable. However, it was so dark, I had to turn my flashlight on to see things. And it's then like it's already daylight saving it's, time. It's ending. Our, exactly. So like it, it was just really dark and it had a very odd smell, which I don't do well mm. with like scents that are not great. I literally texted them and I was like, hello, are you guys pumping a scent through <laughs> through the um, air conditioning unit? And if so, can I ask you to stop or like can you not or like something I was like it's kind of triggering my headaches and they're like nope no sense sorry but I just think it was the smell of the place like to be honest Mm. and then there was some like creepy owls like looking at us like they had a picture frame of an owl like looking down at the bed 
And then, I thought like you just meant like, you know, these no, two owls were outside your window just no, staring at you while you slept. No, no. They were in a frame, which kind of is worse. And there was a disco ball and a mirror in front of the bed. Like it would be a good place to shoot a porno, you know? Like that those were the vibes <laughs> that I was getting. And like a seventies. Like a seventies. Yeah. They even have you sign a contract that says you will not do photo shoots or video shoots without like contract, like a contract with them. So I definitely do believe that like apparently (laughs) we were told in the past you could rent the rooms for like half hour, a half hour. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it has a bit of a reputation around town. Um, but it, but it was cool. Uh, the bathroom for photo shoots, not for sex work. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, oh my gosh. The bathroom was orange tiled and it kind of looked like a murder could happen there because you could just like spray it off with water and it was clean i will have to we will upload a picture to the instagram stories of the bathroom just so you can see what it looks like um but yeah so i'm definitely not a motel girly hotels all the way um and what else oh we went to zany's comedy club which was so fun. We sh- we saw um, Shane Smith, which I had not heard of him, but his show was freaking hilarious. Um, so I highly recommend going to Zany's when you're in Nashville, even if you don't know the comedian that's performing. It's just a really, really cool experience. Um, and it's a very well-known comedy club and there's a ton of photographs of all of the comedians that are performed there so it was just a really it was a fun way to end our trip that was like the last thing that we did so cool yeah but you also had a really fun weekend yeah i i had to spend the weekend with um two of the girls from clear stem um kaylee and danielle who we've had on the podcast before they were had a huge event in la um to celebrate uh just you know the year that they've had with Clear Stem, and they had invited a ton of other influencers, and I, I really loved it. It was at this beautiful estate, the Paramore Estate in um, Silver Lake here in LA. And fun fact: not only has the Paramore Estate like been like in a ton of like silent films and like a ton of other like pop culture um, references, but it was also the house that Britney Spears used to shoot the My Prerogative music video. Um, oh, so felt really cool there, and it's also haunted. So oh, we love a haunted venue. I was like low key. I would like to get married here. Yeah, I could do that. I mean, my wedding venue is haunted too. Yeah, we. You, yeah, you, you need to. You're the second half of the podcast. You have to get married somewhere <laughs> haunted. Okay. Don't tip me with a good time. <laughs> I am tempting. I'm tempting you. Yeah, I was so I, I was so bummed I couldn't go. Obviously, I couldn't like go. But and then invited. <laughs> I, I was invited, but I just gotta make it. Um, but it looked so fun. It looked beautiful. Yeah, they had, like, acupuncture that you could get done. Like, not, like, a full, Ooh. like, thing of it. But I got, like, a couple things. Um, they had, like, IV drips and, like, vitamin shots. That's so uh, fun. It's like, I literally, I literally got acupuncture done. I got a vitamin shot. And then I went to an alumni event afterwards. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, a little tired. I'm like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> like, listen, I am ready, okay? I am revitalized. I was okay? born ready. <laughs> I am euthanized. No, that's the wrong mm, word. <laughs> I was reborn. Mm, euthanized was is reborn. not. That's the wrong. Nope, euthanized. we were not. We were not. That's murder. <laughs> Circle lies. Circling back to if we euthanize you, it is murder. So, yep. <laughs> we're 
we're going to circle back to you were reborn and you felt rejuvenated. I don't know if that's what you were going for, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give you that word. Yeah. <laughs> you What's, know what I was trying to go for. Okay. You, like, <laughs> you know what I was trying to go for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have a degree in writing. You guys. do, you do, you do. It's okay though. It's okay. You know, we're we're all we're all just, you know, we're all we're all on this earth for the first time. It's you know, we're just learning. This is <laughs> yeah, the this ride. Is, this is my first time living. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. What is your captivation though? <laughs> okay, so I don't know if it's the time change or like fall. I don't know. I feel like maybe the moon is telling me to like deep clean and get rid of shit. And so I've been on the, like, grind of, like, really wanting to go through, like, every single drawer slash closet in my house. So that is my goal this weekend. My mom texted me and was like, do you have any plans? And I was like, nope. It's a cleaning weekend. Like, I'm ready to go. But that's not my captivation. Well, sort of. But what I have been wanting... You know those spinning scrub brush things with the long handle that everybody posts on TikTok? If you've ever been on the cleaning side of TikTok. Oh, you know I'm on the cleaning side of TikTok. But I'm on the cleaning side of TikTok, but I've never seen those. Okay. So I hate cleaning, like, the shower. Our shower is, like, also a tub. Uh, I think a lot of people have that. Yeah, <laughs> but mine's like that. Yeah, so some people have, like, if you have I don't have money, the luxury of having a separate money, bath You have, like, a shower and a bathtub separate. Well, these are together, like, most normal people. And I hate cleaning it because it hurts my back so much. Like, I guess from, like, bending over and, like, having mm-hmm. to stretch in, like, weird places. Mm-hmm. So I – well, I didn't even buy it. Blaine bought me <laughs> this electric spin scrubber. It's from the Labigo store on Amazon, L-A-B-I-G-O. We'll and link it in the we'll show notes. It. it is a game changer, okay, ladies and gents, if you're listening. The, okay, I, like, am excited to clean the tub now. This thing has the force of a freaking superhero. <laughs> Spider-Man, I don't know. You don't have the writing degree. Literally, no, of course not. I work with children. <laughs> okay, that's why I went to superheroes and Spider-Man. <laughs> I kid you not. My bathtub has never been cleaner. You know when you, like, have your products and they leave that stupid ring? Or if you get, like, shaving cream and it, like, leaves mm-hmm. that, like, mm-hmm. circle ring. Soap scum. And you have to, yeah. like, scrub and scrub and scrub. Yeah, it's soap scum. Yeah. This, two seconds. Two seconds with some soft scrub. Brr, worked amazing. Do you like the sound effects? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's got adjustable, like, extension handles. It's got different scrub brush options. 10 out of 10. Actually, like, 15 out of 10. And you can use it on, like, bathroom floors, tiles. Apparently, you can use it on your stovetop, which we haven't tried yet, so let me try that first before I, like, actually say that. (laughs) But I'm a big fan. And right now, it's 12% off. I don't know if it will be on Monday, but... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a big fan. Uh, I, I know there's definitely other options of, like, brands, but highly recommend It'll change your life if you clean the tub because we all hate it. It's terrible. Okay. What's your captivation, though? So mine is a food item, and we all know that, like, Trader Joe's has their seasonal items 
And I did not know that this specific item was seasonal, um, but just like a fair warning. I just want to put that out there in case it's not there like in a couple weeks or something and like you guys all hate me for it. It is <laughs> their cannoli dip. Ooh. Uh, so basically I love cannolis. Like we all love cannolis and um, it's the mascarpone like in like the interior of a cannoli. Mm-hmm. And then if you just sprinkle like chocolate chips on top of it and then get their butter uh, waffle cookies, which is like basically like a waffle cone. Oh my gosh. Um, but like in a circular cookie, just dip it in that. I could eat that forever. It's the best thing in the entire world. And I 10 out of 10 recommend. Uh, it's what I will be snacking on for the remainder of the week. Oh my gosh, that sounds so heavenly. I've mm-hmm. been really in like a, um, I've been really craving like sweet dessert foods this week and I don't have anything um, Do you in not my house. usually crave desserts? Oh no. I am, yeah. If we're doing like a salty versus sweet, like I'm always choosing salty. I need like salty, savory, pretty much for every single meal. Unless I get into like a weird, like last week I got into a weird, um, like kind of wanted a sweet breakfast and I did like the um, protein, like blueberry waffles. Delicious. But now I'm like, I need like my savory breakfast again. I don't know. It's weird. I'm definitely salty, savory. But yeah, I've been really wanting like some ice cream. <laughs> I wish I don't like, have. I always am stocked up on sweets. I just don't understand. I don't understand what it's like to not. <sighs> I know. I'm trying to be better about my sugar intake overall because I'm trying to figure out what is wrong with my body. <laughs> so um, stay tuned. But yeah, so I, I try. I try not to keep it in the house. Uh, but then I want it even more. So, yeah, that's the, that's the terrible circle that I'm in. Mm. But mm. that sounds delicious and something that I actually might go grab. <laughs> I had 10 out of 10 recommend. I mean, if you're a salty gal, get the garlic and Asiago cheese dip. Oh, my gosh. You sent me a picture of that. Was that what you sent me? Mm-hmm. That? I'm tempted to, like, get that. and then, like, looked put, like, incredible. Some, take that and, like, put some crab meat in it. And then have, like, a nice little crab dip. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where you can, like, get... This sounds weird, but, like, I don't want imitation crab. Like, where mm, I bet I you get? could get it, um, like, at a grocery store that has, like, a really good, like, um, fish section. Like, here, I would I would look at, like, Publix, but you don't have Publix there, so... Whole Foods. Yeah, like, maybe, like, I a go. whole... I bet Whole Foods would have something. Mm-hmm. That'd be really good for hosting. Or just lunch. Or just you, because why would you give your crab away to anybody? Exactly. I don't <laughs> understand what you're talking about. You're like hosting myself. Yeah, I'm hosting, hosting my nights to me. a Friday night dinner. Um, girl dinner. Oh, that's Cannoli a good, dipping cheese and garlic and cheese Asiago dip. I, that that's is girl a girl dinner. dinner at its finest, but that's a freaking delicious girl dinner. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, people. Listen to the gal's guide while eating your gal dinner. I like it. I like it. We should rebrand well, it. Gal dinner. <laughs> oh my God. We just come out like with our only meal prep plan and it's, we like do this. Okay. The, I'm pitching this right now to HelloFresh. HelloFresh come out with a partnership with us and we do the gal dinner. I love it. And it's just like random, random meals, random ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Okay. HelloFresh. You heard it. You heard it here the first. The balls in your court, HelloFresh. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Okay, so before we get into today's episode, make sure you guys are like following us on Instagram at the Gals Guy Pod and our personals at Emily Elise and at Hannah Adams Miller. If you want like follow ups on her album, especially check out her TikTok as well. That will all be linked in the show notes. And we're going to get into a couple ad reads really quickly and then jump into today's episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Okay, so we're talking about something that I feel like both of us have experienced like on a very personal, very spiritual, very deep level, and mm-hmm. that is burnout and like living life on in survival mode to where um, you just are in a constant state of stress, and I think... Being in a constant state of stress, if it has you feeling like helpless, disillusioned, uh, just overall exhausted, you are probably on like the road to burnout. This is something that I have definitely felt. And we, our goal is to help, like to try to help you regain your balance and just, you know, feel more positive and feel like you again. But Mm -hmm. what, you were the one that picked out this topic originally. Like what was something that struck to you? Have you felt like you've been in survival mode recently? Yeah, it's going to sound really bizarre, but I feel like I've been in survival mode since COVID began. And I don't... I feel like a lot of people probably think that. Exactly. And I don't exactly know what the switch was or shift. I mean, other than the fact that I was like, are we all going to die? And my anxiety heightened. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like since then in my life, it has just been like, a domino effect of like one thing happening after another. And they're like, they've been really, really big events. Um, and we all know that I am a huge worrier and I have a lot of anxiety about, you know, the future. And I always kind of like find myself going to worst case scenario, but I feel like I mask it well when I'm put in situations where I can't actually feel my feelings to the fullest. Like when Mm -hmm. I'm around you or I'm around my husband or family, I feel like I can be way more real with like, this is how I'm feeling. But when I'm, you know, in like a work setting or in like a social setting, like I definitely feel like I can mask those things. Um, But I, I saw this TikTok of this girl talking about survival mode and she was just talking about how like, you kind of just feel like numb and mm, almost mm-hmm. like things are like you're like I kind of just feel like I'm in this constant like state of a daze like the world is happening around me and my days are happening and I'm present in them but at the same time when I'm like looking back I'm like I just feel like foggy um and like sometimes I find that I have like a hard time concentrating and part of me thinks it's like, I think I may have like some sort of like ADD situation going on in my brain where like too many tabs are open and I'm like trying to work through that. But also like 
I just feel like I'm just like trying to get through the day. Like I'm like I'm having a hard time like finishing one set activity the way that I like used to be able to. Um, even with like my husband, like if we're having a conversation, like sometimes I feel like I can't focus all the way. And then I'm like, wait, can you just say that one more time? Like, it's almost like I have to tell myself, like, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, even though I'm, I'm actively, I'm listening, but it's just not clicking. So -hmm. I think, I think that's, that's part of what I've noticed the most. Can I stop you for one second? Because honestly, like whenever, and I get so self-conscious about this when people tell me that I'm a great listener, Mm -hmm. because I don't feel like I am a great listener. Mm -hmm. The only time you can, I feel like people ever say that is when I'm trying my hardest to listen because it's impossible and so that's why I used to hate eye contact mm-hmm. when in conversations that is the only way I can actually like like focus listen and then I'm also like I'm li- focusing I'm listening and then I'm also like reminding myself blink um <laughs> like you're like you're having to tell your brain to do all these things um yeah, and it's and I for think, somebody, yeah, who actually has clinically diagnosed ADHD. Right, yeah. exactly. And I think something that you do that I've been trying to do more is like so, sort of like repeat, like either repeat back what you said to like acknowledge that you're you're listening and you're following or like relating it sort of like I catch myself relating things back to me more than I used to do. And I like before I realized that that was like a, a way for people to show that they're paying attention. I was like, why do they keep like, why, what is going on? Like, but a lot like, of people think that you're changing the subject like, when you do yeah, that. Yeah. Exactly. And but it's like, I'm never it's like I'm doing not, it. I'm not, I'm, t- I'm not doing it to be selfish. I'm not doing it to take over the conversation. I'm doing it to show you that I'm paying attention. I'm listening and I'm that, relating and I, this I, back to me. And I can understand exactly what I, you're going through. I can through. be I, sympathetic. I can be empathetic. Like I've been there too. Like I'm trying to get to like a deeper emotional level. Mm-hmm. And so that has really helped me. And I used to not really do that. I used to try to let the person say their entire bit and then I would have to like be like okay what wait what did what were they what did they talk about at the beginning and like usually it's just because I'm so excited exactly yeah yes like I'm usually just like so excited and I'm like oh like I just want to interject this really quickly exactly. um because I know also too that if we stop and like we just keep you I keep letting you talk I'm gonna forget everything I was gonna say and then right it's just exactly like, Cool. Yeah. The other thing that I've noticed is like I feel exhausted. Like so fatigued at like weird times of the day that I wouldn't normally feel fatigued and it's Okay, very, so like what time of day is? Well, right now the like 2 to 3 o'clock time is really hitting me hard, but I think that that's pretty typical of most people. The like after lunch It's typical slump. of women. Oh, okay. So I've been doing so much research into how a woman's hormonal cycle versus a man's hormonal cycle. Like, the 9 to 5 is so based off of testosterone and, like, the male hormonal cycle because that is when... Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you said that. (laughs) So, a male's hormonal cycle is 24 hours. I am not a scientist. If I get this wrong, I get this wrong. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, A male's hormonal cycle is 24 hours, whereas a woman's is 28 days. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the entire corporate work world was built off of men. Yeah. Uh, and their moods and everything. And it is, I don't know what it is, but it is something in our hormones that really, the three to like five period. It's like the witching it, hour. Like, that's what I feel it like. It's torture I'm like, for women. Like, I, I, it's nap time. It's nap time. It is. My brain goes to literal mush. I have a hard time Why do you think so many? Things. Why do you think so many European countries do siestas, especially in Spain, like yeah. in the middle of the day? Well, and so and so, I it's it's so interesting because I feel so much better because I've been trying to implement like a routine in my life, and I'm going to bed it like pretty consistently around like nine o'clock. That's when I like take off my makeup, shower, get in bed to like hopefully be asleep by like 930 because I wake up at five and I've been consistently waking up at five every morning to go to a workout class. We're so different. I know. We're like the opposite. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm doing good if I get in bed at 11. Yeah. So I, I just like, I physically can't get up in the morning and do what I need to do if I don't go to bed at, at a decent time. So like that part of it has been awesome because I feel like it's helped me be very energetic. Like I'm super energetic and ready to go in the mornings. Um, and I think I would really benefit from a 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. job <laughs> or something like that. Because that's- So what I'm hearing is that you need to move to the West Coast and work for an East Coast company. <laughs> yes, because I, that's when I thrive. I am, I am at my best in the morning and at about, honestly, about like 2.30, 3 o'clock, I'm done. I'm done. I'm feeling so fatigued. But even, even if I get a good night's sleep, like I just, I don't know, like there's something that I, I just still feel exhausted. Like I come home from my work day and I am like mentally, emotionally exhausted. And part of that I think is just from being a speech therapist and having to work with, you know, kids and parents. And I think that that just takes a lot out of me and I, and I'm very empathetic. So if, if a kid or family is like struggling through something or they're having a difficult time, like I really emotionally empathize with them and it just like drains me. So I think part of it is my nine to five job just because of the nature of, I'm not really a therapist for just the child. I'm also kind of also a therapist mm. for the parents because you know they're the ones that are able to tell me what's going on more so than than the child so there's a lot that goes into that but then also like there's just been a lot of things personally that have been going on in our lives too like I said kind of that domino effect of things and and I worry and so I think that that having that constant state of like almost like fight or flight like I feel like I'm just trying to get through the days and just trying to get through the months yeah and it's exhausting yeah so it's exhausting. like it, what it technically is and again I am not a doctor I just took <laughs> one psycho behavior course <laughs> I got a minor in Listen, psych in another in another life Emily's a neurosurgeon okay this is like this is something we've talked about that she probably like would have loved to do <laughs> I honestly or like would something have. with neurology, something with the brain, because the brain is it, fascinating. 
didn't cost so much money to exactly. go to med school. Exactly. And like, I didn't have other dreams in my life that were exactly. more important. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been your a neurosurgeon. Life, like, after you've already lived the like filming life, like, I could see, I could see the Not neurosurgeon. Not a neurosurgeon. I just would have been a neurologist. Okay. Neurologist. In general. Maybe you can fix my headaches, migraines. That's one of the hardest things, apparently, to pinpoint and to narrow down the exact oh, cause of it. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but. It, it, when you're in that, when you're feeling that burnout thing, it is your body. Your so your parasympathetic nervous system is what mm-hmm. controls that, and it is constantly on when yeah. you are it, when you feel burnt out. Like it's you're not giving time for it to like not shut off, but to take like a break. Um, mm, I feel you that to my core. You're right sympathetic now. and you have your parasympathetic. And when you're in that fight or flight mode, that's when your parasympathetic is kicking in. And that is when you feel overload. And for people who struggle with anxiety and have panic attacks, the cause of a panic attack is your body basically not being able to decide between fight or flight. Mm-hmm. It literally quite literally panics and it can't pick between the two. So instead of doing either... You feel frozen, and then you just have an emotional outburst because your parasympathetic nervous system needs some force of release. Yeah. Um. Or else you not you won't die. But like to my knowledge, you won't die. But like it, it, it has to have some type of release, and so that it just basically feels like an explosion of emotions, and uh, your body just can't control it. And Luckily, like with panic attacks like that, they only last for 20 minutes usually. And that's what I never have had panic attacks. I've always, you know, try to remind myself, this is temporary. You're not dying. You're not dying. Even though it feels like you're dying, it can feel like a heart attack for some people. Mm. But uh, all that to say, if you constantly are in that state of burnout, like you were just, it's not good on your heart either. It's not good on your nervous system. It's not good on your heart. It's not good on your brain to constantly be living in that. And it will take, years off of your life if you're constantly living in that stress that stress state for your parasympathetic nervous system because it needs to cool off it needs a break and things that give it breaks are serotonin so uh, and endorphins so things yeah. like working out yeah um things that bring you pleasure joy vitamin d things like that that yeah. can um help to alleviate it and there are people who like me were adhd you were born with not a lot of dopamine. You're born with not a lot of serotonin in your brain. Like most people, I always say, an, an average person wakes up maybe with like a, the the 90, 90% dopamine in their brain. Like with if, if you're looking at like a cup, it's 90% full mm-hmm. if to 100% full. Um, someone with ADHD is, their normal level is like 50%. And so when they take their medication, it is raising it up to 100% to where they can be a normal human being. Yeah. Where somebody, if somebody who doesn't have ADHD takes my medication, yeah, you feel like jittery, you feel jazz because you're now at 150%. Yeah, too much. Yeah. You're over it. Whereas yeah. like, and everything's like, that's how you are when you take medication. I'm just functioning like a normal human being. Yeah. And I can tell when I've taken too many medications by accident, because that is one thing that a lot of people with ADHD do is they forget that they take their medication. Um, but yeah, you do feel that jazz. You do feel that jittery and everything. But yeah. all that to say, you have to learn you have to force yourself to take breaks or your body will take the break for you and it yes. will not be at a convenient time. Literally, I I said the other day and I was like, this is like 
I feel like that's such a weird thing to say, but like, I just want to like sleep for a week. Like oh, I, the amount of times I say I would love a coma, like I would just yes. love to be in a coma for like, like two weeks. I was like, I like when I get, I got really, really like upset the other, this is two, two things being emotionally reactive is a sign that you might be in survival mode. So like if you find yourself getting like way more upset than you normally would over like a situation. So like, for example, when we got to our motel, I was way upset. Like I was like sob crying. I was like, I spent so much money. (laughs) You know, just like, I mean, I was ghostly sounding. It's probably worse. I was like (laughs) sobbing and I was like, I have to sing tomorrow and I'm going to sound like this. Oh my God. So I was like, I mean, it was like, it was a lot to like, even Blaine was like, I didn't even know like what to what say to, do. to make this better. And so it's like, I'm afraid to touch you. I'm afraid to look at you. And so I was like, I just want to sleep. And like, I have never really felt like that. Like where I was just like, I don't even want to like talk this through. Like, I don't want to go do anything fun. Like I was like, I just want to sleep because of how upset I am. And, um, and so I, I feel like I am a very emotionally reactive person at baseline. And so when I'm in this state of like, let's just get through the days, like I feel like I'm even more reactive or I'm even like a little bit snippier or like I cry really easily at things or I'm super grumpy. Um, and that's a really hard place to be especially when you have to put on a brave face for the entirety of, of your day and then you come home to your safe space and you feel yourself like getting more irritated than you should normally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely have said that before where I'm like, I just want to sleep for like a week. Like I think I would feel so much better if I could just like sleep for a week. And it's just interesting. Like I don't, I don't know if, 10 years ago, I would have ever said anything like that or felt like that. Mm-hmm. And I know that like being an adult, you know, you just, there's so much going on. Um, you're trying to make a living for yourself and you're trying mm-hmm. to pay bills and take care of you and take care of others and be there for people and, and try to climb the ladder and do all the things. And so like the expectations are just wildly, mm-hmm. wildly increased. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's part of that too, but also something I've noticed is like I'm a little bit more impulsive too. Like I have have <laughs> I call myself the um the pro returner because <laughs> I will like impulsively buy something that I think is okay, cute. I do the same thing, but that's also because I'm just searching for any serotonin I can get. I also think quick. that's part of it. I'm like I'm quick I, to spend money online. I'm quick um, to buy this thing, and then I get it, and I'm like, I hate this, and then I like literally take it back, <laughs> and I'm like, girl oh, math. I'm no. These paid. are things I'm never. It's never things that I like regret. These are things that I genuinely want, and then I'm just like, but, but you didn't need that. You wanted it, but you didn't need that. Why'd you spend that money? And that'll be like my feeling one day. And the next day, I'm like. I've had the worst day ever. I actually deserve all of the stuff that I just bought. Um, And so it's just a constant battle of, well, you were going to buy it eventually anyways. So like, yeah, maybe you don't have money now, but like, who's to say you were going to have money later? So just buy it. (laughs) 
I know. I've been girl saying math is girl, girl math. math. Girl math is girl math. And I've been saying I think I'm in my de-influencing area, area, era, but I can't okay, talk. That's been all over my TikTok. Because like, I'm over it. I'm over everyone having the same sweater. I don't want to look like everyone else. <laughs> okay. So I think I, my hope is that I'm going to. She says with her Stanley cup, I know sitting right next to her mic. Oh, I love a Stanley. Oh, I'm <laughs> such a basic bitch. I am the first to buy. I'm the first to want to buy the thing. But then I started thinking about it the other day and I was like, it, I made a TikTok about it. Is this Dang, you're probably not even on the side of TikTok. It's this dang green reindeer men's Christmas sweater from Old Navy that everybody is talking about and going and buying. And I'm like, are, so are we all just going to walk around in the same Christmas sweater? <laughs> like, I'm not because I'm not on doing? that TikTok. No, I'm not. I'm not getting it either. But I was just like, we are so easily influenced and everything is at our fingertips. So like getting that impulse, like you said, of serotonin, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a package. Like when I get home, like that, that is a good feeling. Oh I yeah. I just got a like, notification on my phone saying that my Sephora order is going to get here sooner than I thought it was. Exactly. Like it, it is a great, it's a great feeling. And, and I mean, I know that that's just the society that we like live in. Capitalism. Yes. And consumerism. Yes. And you know, there's a place for being influenced and having nice things. And I'm, not, I'm the first to say that I'm probably a hypocrite and I'll probably buy, you know, the next sweatshirt that somebody cool has Oh on. yeah. If you see an Amazon link in our show notes, I get commission off of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we, we, we are, you know, we are what we eat, <laughs> if that's the saying, but, but yeah, I do, I do find myself feeling that, feeling the need to feel almost like that void and, and like wake me up and be like, oh yeah, like, hello, you're living here and like, we're doing these things. <laughs> you're, you're living. <laughs> you're alive, bitch. You're, 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 you want to live, not survive. Yes. Yes. To not to quote the cab, um, one of their old songs. Oh, the cab. Oh my goodness. Yes. But I don't know. I just, I have been trying to be kinder to myself and like gentler to myself and I, I saw a TikTok and I think I may have said it earlier. I don't know if it was before you're recording or during like, and it was the girl filming her mom who was filming like their, their cab ride. And it was like, don't forget that this is your mom's first time experiencing life too. Yeah. And so while, you know, I'm living, I feel like I'm in the survival mode. I feel like I'm in burnout. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I have all these dreams and I don't know how to get to them. Like, I just like have to remind myself like this is my first time ever living this life that I know. So I need to be kinder to myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not failing. Like, like it's okay to experience stress. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And it's normal and it's temporary. And I think that just like reminding yourself, like, like you said, with like panic attacks, like I'm okay. And if I'm not okay, then that's when I need to find someone to talk to or, you know, do those kind of things. But Yeah, because I think it's yeah. also important to keep in mind that burnout can also have long-term changes on your body mm-hmm. that can make you more vulnerable to illnesses like colds and flus. And that's what I also meant by, like, your body's going to choose oh, when you need a rest, too. I was going to say, I, there, my body, like, will make me sick so that I will stop. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if I mm-hmm. take a minute to, like, where I'm not doing something, I get sick. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my body is telling me that there it's a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it, it lowers your immunity, and um, so and then you're also going to get like you know frequent headaches, mm-hmm. muscle stiffness, muscle pain. Um, it, you're going to also probably see a change in your appetite and your sleeping habits as well too. Yeah, um, while that is not sleeping enough or sleeping too much, um, and same with eating, not eating enough, mm-hmm. eating too much. Um, I think my biggest. For me personally, my way of knowing that I'm overwhelmed is when I don't enjoy doing like little things that I always enjoy doing, simple things like cooking a dinner. Like if mm-hmm. I'm if I am too tired to now, granted there are days I'm too tired to go to the grocery store because well that's fair because that's a whole process. Going to the grocery work. store after work is like the bane of my existence. Well, especially <laughs> when I don't have a commute home. It'd be, it would be different, honestly, if I if you went were going to pass office. the grocery store on your way home. Which I do yes. every day, and I still don't stop. <laughs> it is so much easier for me to do because I, I, so this is what I always tell myself. There are so many things. There are so many errands I have to do. Working from home is sometimes the bane of my existence because it makes going out to do other errands during the workday or after work really hard because it's like, I'm already home. I'm already, like, cozy. Mm-hmm. Now I got to go out into the world. What? Um, then I actually try to remind myself, okay, well, I need to do this. I also need to do that while I'm out. Emily, you're already out. You are not going to go back out later. You are not going to go back out later this week even. You're already out. Just go ahead and go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do it now. And so that's what I try. I will try and do like all my errands like on one day. Or that is what I try to motivate myself to do. Like if I'm going into the office, like just go to the grocery store. Just go to the grocery store. You're, you're going to pass Whole Foods on the way home. Just mm-hmm. just go. Just go to the grocery store. Because I know that trying to get me to go to the grocery store just to buy a stick of butter I after know. work I is know. torture. No. Okay. I'm just... We'll eat something else. I'm not going to buy a stick of butter. We'll just make a whole other meal. Just won't eat, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point that I didn't think about. Like, when, when things that typically give you joy like don't give you that same spark of joy like that's that's definitely something that's like the first telltale sign of depression Mm -hmm. first and foremost true true um but i think also you know there's this sense of failure and self-doubt and imposter syndrome you're feeling yourself you have that feeling of helplessness and trapped and that you're just defeated and it's just like well why bother and uh i think also for me i retreat I feel, and it's a feeling of feeling alone, but also making myself alone, making myself not want to leave my room and just stay in there and not socialize with people. Um, But I think it's also, at the end of the day, for me, it's just not enjoying the thing that probably caused me to have burnout in the first place, which was film or my job or whatever, like... Now I just look at it like another mundane activity, like a chore when it mm-hmm. shouldn't be a chore. Um, and yeah, that, that those are the biggest, uh, the, the decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment with those kind of things do take a big toll on me. And I think for some people, you know, they will procrastinate, which is the one number one thing that I fucking do is procrastinate. And I think also some people will, um, you know, cope with Food, alcohol, drugs. Some people will take their frustrations out on others. Some people will, you know, their behaviors will change and they're like, they'll be late for work or they're, they'll skip or they uh, like skip out on activities with friends or they'll be more flaky. Uh, so things like that. I think that there is a big difference between just stress and then 
like actual like burnout, there is a huge difference that I think we don't we don't talk about. And the main thing that being if you have to think about separately, stress is when there is too much. So to me, pressures that demand too much of you physically and mentally. Burnout is not being enough. Mm-hmm. Burnout is means feeling empty, mentally exhausted, devoid of motiv- motivation, um, and just beyond caring. People experiencing burnout often don't see any hope of positive change in their situation. I've gotten this way when I've had jobs before where I'm just like, I fucking hate this job. And you're burnt out. You feel overworked. You feel like you're just done. And it's the excessive amount of stress that makes you feel like you're drowning in a way. And it, it just doesn't make you feel like you can ask for help. Like if someone Mm -hmm. was to help you, like they, they just like, what's the point? What are they going to do to make this any better? Like you're kind of already like, like with stress, I feel like you're like on the edge with burnout. I feel like you're, you're over it. (laughs) Like you're no longer on that edge. Like you're usually aware when you're under a lot of stress, Mm -hmm. you're not usually quite as aware if you're like at that level of burnout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Or, or you take, or everything about what you're burned out about seems negative. Like every, every conversation turns negative or, you know, something like that. There, you've just got mm-hmm. a lot of like negativity surrounding for sure. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. So the way things, stress, anxiety, burnout, borderline depression, like mm-hmm. that's what we're looking at. Um, it's, Loss of energy versus loss of motivation, loss of hope. So I, that is that is the big difference. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about burnout. And it was something that I definitely, <laughs> looking back, I thought I was like so productive, like in college. And really I was working college, undergrad specifically. Yeah. Uh, all through a state of burnout. Because if you think about an undergrad, I was double majoring. I know. I was also in... Two clubs. I was the officer of one of those clubs. I was social chair. I was also working a part-time job. Mm-hmm. I was also making YouTube videos. Yeah. And also trying to have a social life. Mm-hmm. You were running on straight adrenaline. <laughs> I, and I don't have any emotional attachment to any of that time in my life. Right. Because I didn't have time to have emotions <laughs> at that point. Like, I was just... I was just constantly busy and I was like how did I do all of that I didn't mm-hmm. because I think at some point with burnout I don't think I was ever giving a hundred percent to any one of those things mm-hmm. if I think about it like in detail like I think I was giving I was half-assing half of that especially towards the end of college because I was just overworked, overdone. Like, I just, just like, something has got to give, and I'm just not going to give 100%. I mean, it's one, I didn't have a fucking boyfriend all of undergrad. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know we, like, I, I talked to a couple different guys, and we all know that. We all know the stories and everything. Right, but when but, like, you, you had the time, have, you didn't have the yeah. time. You literally yeah. didn't have the time to invest I think that's like why that. I was in love with my. I think that's why I was in love with my best guy friend at the time because yeah. I saw him so much. Exactly. Like, it, it was not to not to say this. But it was the easy way. Like it was the easy route. It was to, convenient. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I didn't have time to grow an emotional attachment to anybody else. Anybody. So of course I grew an emotional attachment to this person that I'm spending so much time with, who is like one of my only friends. Exactly. Yep. 
And he's like looking at me that way and he's cute. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. I love you. Um, Still don't regret it though. Still think it's new. Hey, no regrets. No regrets. Um, Um, Yeah. So yeah, like it was just. Burnout is I was constantly on edge. Yeah. Just constantly on edge. And just. I just feel like, like it's a cycle. Like you're exhausted. So you don't give a hundred percent. You're feeling burnout. You try. You feel like you've given. You feel like you're giving it your all. It's not on top of also yeah like on just, top of like literally being a human being. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of times people when they're in that state like they forget to like care for themselves. Like you honestly, see, you like, see, like showering feels like, like such showering a task. is a task or like changing your sheets like you you haven't done that in like two or three weeks or like the the laundry is piling or the dishes are like you and you don't even see it like it's It's a neglect of self that's how I feel yes and I feel like a lot of people struggle with that and not enough people talk about that because they don't want to seem like they don't have their shit together or whatever but like more people than you know are going through that and it's so interesting to me that I feel like our like especially the millennial generation like we're the first ones I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, that have really even brought burnout like to our attention. Like we're mm-hmm. the only ones that are mm-hmm. sitting here talking about it and all of the, you know, upper generations just think that we're lazy and don't want to work. But in reality, like the level of work that we're doing for the amount of pay that we are getting and then expected to live the life that this economy has now on top of being on a normal adult of just family being a person like of course we're burned out we can't yeah. keep up it yeah. doesn't you can't keep up if you're a mom and you stay at home you can't keep up if you're a mom and you work you can't keep up if you're not a mom and you're just trying to like create a career or create a business yeah. like it, it the the lifestyle is so fast paced and so crank it out and do it and just do give everything a hundred percent. And why are you being lazy and why are you doing this? And like, I I can't keep up. I literally am like some, like something has to give and I don't know what it is, (laughs) but something will give. Yeah. One point. I think, so this was one thing that I talked about my therapist with whenever, um, I was going through this. And one thing that, um, she told me, when it feels like it's too much and like you are neglecting yourself in some ways, get boring. And when I say that, I mean, pick like two outfits that you know that you can comfortably, you know, wash every other day and wear out. Um, that way you don't have to have, you're not overwhelmed. What we're trying to do is we're trying to minimize the amount of decisions mm-hmm. you have to make. So um, pick out like just a couple outfits that you feel comfortable in. Who cares if the people the day before you saw you in it? So long as you're dressed. I was about Pick to say, out. I'm all for repeating outfits. Okay. Anyways, side note. <laughs> Pick out like, honestly, go to Trader Joe's, get some frozen meals. Pick out like just a couple things that you know that's really easy, that doesn't require a lot of thought in order to mm-hmm. make them. Or like the hell, like HelloFresh or like the, um, oh, what's that other one? Not even that because it requires so many steps into that's cooking, true. I think. That's Sometimes true. That's I, true. I'm trying, I want to think as simplest <sighs> as possible, but you're still getting nutrition. I know. There's... Factor. Apparently, factor is really well. I've heard a couple people talk about it. But they're like these meals that come to you and you just put them in the microwave. And they're like interesting quality meals. So like something like that. Like you said, yeah. like a freezer meal or like an already made made meal. Or go get takeout uh, from your favorite place. Yeah. If you if you can shower, 
put your toothbrush in the shower, brush your teeth while you're taking a shower. If you cannot shower, go get shower wipes that they would have at the hospital that we like body wipes that you can like at least clean yourself in some way. If getting in a shower is too emotionally exhausting because I get it. Um, also there was one more thing. Uh, Oh, if cleaning your sheets is way too much for you, sleep on top of your cover with a blanket. Mm. You'll be warm. You'll be fine. You don't have to be tucked underneath your sheets in order to go to sleep. If you sleep on the couch, is fine. As long as you're getting sleep, it doesn't matter where you sleep in your house, as long as you're getting quality sleep. So whether that's the couch or whether it's on top of your sheets, it doesn't matter as long as you're getting quality sleep. Little things like that, um, I think are really, however you can make your life easier. Um, That way you can just limit the amount of decisions that you have to make throughout the day. I think is key. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that I remember my therapist telling me whenever it was getting really difficult for me. And I was like, <laughs> I literally was falling asleep like on my couch every night and was like, I just moved everything from my bed to my couch because it was just easier. And I wasn't having to make that like mental transition. This is also when I was living alone too. But like, No, but yeah, like you... Yeah, everything just made, everything you, was in the same area. Like I didn't have to make the mental transition. I'm like, okay, now I need to go get in bed now. Yeah, kind of thing. You just I'm made like, it easier just, on yourself to just like do the things that your body needed you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if you're wanting to know like what the difference is, if you're in the state of stress or if you're in a state of burnout, I think one thing that I found was a really great way to. Um, how to approach and deal with burnout is like the three R method. So recognize, watch for the warning signs of burnout, reverse, undo the damage by seeking support and managing stress and resilience, build your resilience to stress by taking care of your physical and emotional help. And I think by following those tips, um, you can prevent or deal with burnout and can help you cope with your symptoms to integrate energy focus and just an overall sense of like well-being. Mm, yeah. I'm really glad we talked about this because I feel like this is like pretty prevalent in a lot of the circles that I run in. So I think I think it's a good conversation to have and something that we don't talk about enough. So mm-hmm. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.